You're listening to Witch Wednesdays, your weekly podcast source for all things witchcraft in the modern world. Welcome back to Witch Wednesdays. I am Steph and I have a guest here with me today who is also a listener of the podcast. So we are just going to have a fun chat about a topic that she specializes in. And with this one, I'm going to share some images with you. So be sure to head over to whichwednesdays.com to see those. But I am going to go ahead and let her introduce herself. Hello, everyone. Um, my name is Stacy. I am, I guess I would say an eclectic witch who has been practicing on and off since the 90s. So I'll date myself there a little <laughs> bit. Um, and I've just really been into kind of rewilding my life. Um, and part of that is through spirituality um, and witchcraft. And, and part, is that, part of that is taking care of nature and the planet and animals. Um, I don't really follow one specific way. I just kind of do what feels right and, and where the energy takes me. And I'm also quite crafty, which is how I got into kind of leveling up my grimoires. <laughs> <laughs> I should say so. Yeah, I um I love the witchy aesthetic that's out there. And I, I love how popular and... I guess not even popular isn't what I what I love the most. How accepted it is becoming. Um, my regular work is is in marketing, but I work in in like medical and science, and I, it's hard to explain this type of spirituality or this type of practice to a lot of folks that work in the science industry and, and the meta medicine industry, which baffles me a little bit because a lot of them are religious and follow you know. Um, a world religion. I don't understand the disconnect between this type of spirituality and that one. So with this kind of boom and it becoming more accepted and more commonplace, I am really loving it. I'm really loving the witch aesthetic. But what I really, really want people to know is that you need to do you when it comes to your grimoire. Uh, I don't know what you, how you feel about that stuff. I remember your episode uh, about your your book of shadows. And it was almost like a big giant daily planner that you were using. Yep. And I still am because I do not have a talented artistic bone in my body <laughs> like you do. Um, and I have perfectionist tendencies, which I'm trying yes. to, but, uh, so anytime I try to do something that's that, sort of specifically beautiful. It doesn't turn out how it like <laughs> is in my head. And then I just get frustrated. So I have not been able to accomplish that. And I've sort of moved to digital just to sort of replicate the pretty things that I see online. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I'm using a little bit of both. So uh, I'm sure when folks see the photos, they'll see like my, mine are very scrapbooky in a sense. Uh, and I do look for inspiration online and I, I do also use Canva because I have horrible penmanship and, and I just, so I don't even go there trying to learn calligraphy. Um, so I use Canva and I do print elements online. Um, if I see like a nice photo or something, I'll print it out and, and I'll use that, but I love 
the aesthetic that's out there right now, I think it's wonderful. But one thing that I hear sometimes from other people is that they feel as though they can't replicate that or they can't achieve that. So then they just, they don't even try to personalize their grimoire at all. And that's fine. I think it's great for everybody to do what works for them. But I really like what you said. You're like, I can't do that. I found my own way. This is what works for me. And you can make it personal to you. I think it's so awesome that everybody has their own style. And if replicating an aesthetic is what works for you, that is fantastic. But when I went into it, I, I said, I also could never do that. I see these phenomenal um, grimoires, beautiful penmanship. and going forward just knowing this is going to be me and not a lot of people are going to see it as well um and i'm okay with it not being the whatever perfect is in, in witchcraft community right now so i like to always start by laying the groundwork that people should accept um them themselves and their style and we don't all have to live up to that we can if we want but so before I even talk about that, I want to say open mind, you do you. Um, <laughs> and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna share how I do me, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's a very good statement to start with, because I think even just the two of us chatting here have very different styles and it's nice to be able to chat with somebody whose style is totally different than mine, because, you know, I, I always talk about doing things digitally and just working through like sort of a planner that organizes everything. And you have your scrapbook method, which is beautiful. And like I said, I'm going to have photos of the pages over on whichwednesdays.com. And you can see where you did, you know, print off, like create something online and then print that off. And that is such a smart way to do things. I have to say, Oh, and all of my written text is that way. Uh, none of it is is hand done. I don't even try. I have seen um, Annabelle Margaret, the Green Witch, is she's also an artist, and she had a video where she was printing out nice penmanship from online and tracing the penmanship. Oh, that's so smart. That, too. I know, but I thought I don't have the patience for that. <laughs> um, and, uh, and it would take a really long time, uh, but that's why I use, I use Canva a lot for work for design. And so I thought, well, I'll just use that for my penmanship. Um, something that I find really works for me as I, I upcycle a lot. So when I go out into the world and do like free cycling or go to thrift shops or just sometimes like find things, I like to look at them and, and think, how can I use this in a different way? And I make a lot of my own jewelry. So, and I take apart old kind of like ugly jewelry and make it into new jewelry. <laughs> so I go to thrift shops and I look at something ugly and I have to figure out how to make it beautiful. So it trained my mind to do that. And I have found incredible things through free cycling that I've put into my grimoires. Um, That's a I mean, I, to find yeah. Lies. And it's yeah. like free or reusable. It fits in with my values. And I think that that's kind of why I really like doing that. So if you could go to a thrift thrift store and see something and think, oh my goodness, like I could make that into something else. Like I'll give you an example. I buy um, a lot of old books. Like I have the complete works of Lewis Carroll that was a used book. And I have like uh, fables, all of the folk tales. 
and they're big hardcover books and they have those wraparound covers, the paper ones that get all destroyed. Um, I don't know if I'm describing that very well. No, yeah, I understand it. Okay, good. (laughs) So I take those off because I honestly think the books look prettier without them. And (laughs) I can use some of the pictures from those, cut them out and put them in my grimoire. So that's a way I've kind of like upcycled books or parts of books. Oh yeah. Um, I found cards. I found a beautiful card still in the wrapper and it had uh, a fairy on the front, like this beautiful, like kind of green imagery. And I thought, oh yeah, it was at a free cycle. I said, I'll take that. I'm not going to give it to anybody. It's going to go somewhere in my book. Um, so yeah, I think thrifting and reusing has been a big part of how I do it. And it is a way to find really cool, unique things as well. Yeah. That's a very smart idea. So where did you even start thinking about the idea to sort of go down this route and and specialize in these beautiful grimoire pages? Was that because you have a very sciencey, non-crafty job or were you, did you start in a thrift store? How did that come about? I think that I've always been crafty and I've been a scrapbooker for a long time. So the transition was easy, but what I've done is I've had like a grimoire from the nineties. And then I kind of like, I got a little bit older and I was like, okay, I want to take this more seriously and, and write a better one. And so I copied into another journal And then I got a little bit older, like it was my thirties. And I I was like, oh, you know what? I want to make one that's like permanent and, you know, it's better. And, and I went in trying to do penmanship and it was horrible. So I found that over the years, I've been rewriting them um, to try and have something that's going to kind of last the test of time and um, be something that I use forever and contribute forever, like my permanent one. (laughs) And, uh, I, I thought if I'm going to do that, I want it to be like really beautiful. Um, like I want this to be the one that I really put all the effort into. So I've had about four before this one. And what I'm working on, actually, I have four sets of sketchbooks, which I will say transparently, uh, there's a lot of adhesives that apparently don't stick very well to sketch paper. So I don't know if I'd recommend this for everyone, but I'm committed now. Uh, (laughs) So I have these four sketchbooks and I got them an eight by 10, like kind of like a standard size. And when I design on them, I just do the front of the pages and I leave the back blank. I have put envelopes on there because I have a kind of what you have a a grimoire book of shadows, like hybrid. Um, So if I write how something worked out, I write it on like a nice little piece of paper and I put it in the envelope on the other side of the page uh and eventually what I'd like to do is get an old like encyclopedia some old big book and upcycle that book like take the pages out and put these grimoire pages into it I've seen it done online I don't know if I can do it but I want to try so even these are temporary my goal has just been to have something permanent that that is you know really me and that's what I think is the most important thing about these books. They may not be for everybody, but they are very, very me. So that's kind of why I'm doing these. I, I guess I call them extra. These really extra grimoires. <laughs> Do you have a recipient in mind that you want to hand them down to one day or are they just completely personal for you? Oh my goodness. So I'm child-free. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, I've kind of known that most of my life and, and I'm, I'm quite older now. So it's, it's quite obvious that, you know, this is the way I'm going to stay. Uh, so, I, and I've thought about that. It's so funny, even being child free. Do you think about who's going to get this stuff? You know, I really never do, but at the same time, I don't think that I have anything that I, you know, I don't like make these beautiful pages. I don't have anything that I'm like dedicating like a lot of time to creating that I would feel like, oh, I want somebody to get this. Um, and I am just counting on my husband's brother to have a kid at some point to pass out anything that's like worth value. I'm like, I'll go to him someday. Yeah, it's not something that I ruminate on often, but the thing is working in a field where design is a part of my job, I'm used to everybody seeing my work. And I'm, I have like one foot in the broom closet and one foot out. It's kind of like, if you don't know that I'm a witch, you haven't been paying attention. Um, <laughs> but I don't necessarily, you know, scream it from the hillside. So I've thought of, I've thought a little bit about it. Um, cause I don't have anybody to pass it down to. And then I have something beautiful that I'm not really showing people, which bothers me a little bit <laughs> sometimes. Um, but you know what I thought would be really funny if, my sister, who's six years younger than me, so I'll, I'll, she'll probably outlive me. <laughs> if like when I passed away, her and like my niece and nephew were going through my things and then just like stumbled across this insane grimoire and it just blew their minds <laughs> and changed their whole perception of me. I kind of like the idea of that. <laughs> that is really, yeah, <laughs> I like it too. Like it would be hilarious. So, and that's kind of how I live my life is laughter. So if that's how I could go out, which is like shock and awe and laughter, I'm happy with that. <laughs> well, for anybody who is thinking about joining this handcrafted grimoire path, <laughs> what are some things that you include and do you have any method of organization? Because I know that that is a hot topic of like, do you have a table of contents? Do you like go in order? What do you do? Oh my goodness. Well, I don't have a table of contents. I don't know that I, that I will, I might tab it, you know, like, um, I like okay. the idea of tabbing it. Um, but also eventually these will hopefully go into some big book if I can even accomplish that task. But I do or I do organize it. So since I am working on something that's pieced apart and will be put together, it, I'm not crazy about the order that the pages are in right now, but I did section out the book. So I have four sketchbooks. Um, one of them is kind of like your basic things. It's going to be casting a circle, which is pyramid um, elements, uh, I don't know if I'll go in heavy into correspondences because I think I'll need an additional book for that. That's why I bought so many. Only reason being is that I use a lot of herbs uh, and I probably am going to need an entire book for that at least. Uh, so I have one that's like principles, I guess. I don't know if you would call it. Um, one that'll be correspondences. One that spells uh, which has those envelopes with the private writings. And then I kind of had another one, like a throwaway one in case I need more pages. Oh, interesting. I like that because I'm always, you know, torn. I write down spells and sort of when I do things, how I do things just to like be able to look and reflect back. But I don't actually write down anywhere like correspondences because I, I just work with what I know. 
So I don't feel the need to like list out like the colors anywhere because I know what I use them for. So that's, that would be really fun actually to have those pages to just look at and enjoy purely, purely for the joy of it. <laughs> Honestly, I think that's a big part of what, why I'm doing it. Cause I think that they'll be fun and, and they will be beautiful. And with the correspondences, because there's so many different things that I use, I have it kind of um, mocked up where I'm going to go alphabetically for that one. So I am going to organize it. So I'll start with my herbs alphabetically and I, I'll dedicate two pages to a letter. Each page will have a more in-depth, um, kind of in-depth description about the herbs. And I'll pick the ones that I use the most. And then I'm going to have envelopes, like smaller envelopes, where I can have other information about other herbs that are in that letter, say the letter A, um, almost like index cards. And they'll go inside the envelope so I can pull them out as I need them. Um, I love so. that. Yeah, I saw that on a video and I thought, oh, that's genius. I'll steal that. Um, <laughs> so that's yeah. kind of my plan for organizing it. I, I am like you in the sense that I do like things to be fairly organized and methodical. Uh, I can't imagine it any other way. And there are some things that I might want to like hide, say, deeper in the back of the book. So things that are, I guess, more personal or... Uh, maybe like baneful things <laughs> Okay. that I wouldn't want super at the front of the book. So I was thinking about potentially having a back portion of the book that was more difficult to get into. And I don't know how I'm going to accomplish that yet. So it really is just going to be a lifetime work in progress. It is. It, absolutely. Like I, Who knows if I'll see it through to the end, but I definitely have a vision for where I want it to go. Um. I use a lot of scrapbooking things in my book and I've heard you say it so many times, Halloween, go to like Michael's or yeah, <laughs> like just go and get some scrapbooking books that are Halloween themed. There's so many other things you could use them for. Um, I love, love Halloween season. <laughs> oh, I know it's the best. And, and you can use a lot of that. I, but I've honestly picked up um, like a scrapbooking book that was theater based. It had a lot of like the moon and the stars and stuff like that. It, it was some sort of Starry Nights theater. I found one that was the beach themed. So there was a lot of shells because uh, I do have a, a spell I shared with you. That's like a, a river spell. Um, and I picked up gardening ones. Oh, those are great. Like the really good like, cottage core kind of gardening ones. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So think outside of the Halloween box, but definitely the Halloween box is the place to start. And the great thing about the books is that they do have pages with smaller elements and it, you really look at the paper and it's kind of easy to see a layout from that. Uh, in terms of other things that I incorporate, I print things offline. Also, I print uh, lettering in nice font from Canva in black and white and then I color it to however color or whatever color that I want to use on that page um, or even like all sorts of things like the runes you can print them out and color them I've even used pages from adult coloring books before and colored them so well, I really think outside the box that certainly answers my question of whether you plan ahead before you get any supplies or if you have a stockpile <laughs> I do because I'm a crafter and then people people kind of buy them for me as well. Um, 
but I, I definitely do have a stockpile of, <laughs> of crafting supplies. I go into every single page with kind of like a vision in my head. Um, and then I, I figure it out as I'm laying all the pieces out, but, uh, you know, printable envelopes, little um, craft paper tags, craft paper bags too. I found some, they're just like these little tiny craft paper bags. I use them for spells that I bury because they decompose. Oh, smart. Yeah, I, I figured that out uh, a little while ago, but you can you can put it in your book and it pops open nicely so that you can put something a little bit chunkier inside if you want. Like if you have a charm or a talisman, it can just pop in there. And uh, embellishments, like scrapbooking embellishments, there's there's all sorts of floral things. I found Zodiac embellishments, uh, really, really cool stuff at uh, craft stores. How much space does it take up in your house? Oh my goodness, too much space. Um, <laughs> I have the two scrapbooks. I know exactly how much space it takes up in her house. I know. Um, and I do so many other crafts as well. Uh, I do a lot of crafts for people and I, I charm them for like protection or happiness. They don't know, but I do it. Um, so almost all of my gifts are homemade or or at least something in it is homemade and, and I charm almost all of them. People have no clue. Uh, so I don't like to use plastic, but I will say there are scrapbooking uh, paper containers at Michael's. They're the exact size, they're stackable, they snap closed, they're plastic. I use those for the paper. Everything else I store in shoe boxes, like paper shoe boxes. Um, and it does take up a lot of space. I am in a one bedroom apartment with a big dog and crafting supplies are kind of tucked in everywhere. They're <laughs> scattered. It's been nuts. How much time would you say you dedicate in a week? to your project. <laughs> so when I can actually sit down and start a page, I want to finish it, which I think is a kind of a problem because it it would just be easier to space it out a little bit, but I get really, yeah. really into it. So it, it can take a few hours to put together um, like a double page. If it's one page, it might take me two hours, but a, or one hour, two hours, maybe. But if it's something that's going to take two pages, yeah, it can be like four hours. It's it's kind of nuts. And and I put a lot of flowers um, in there. I, I dry out flowers, dry out herbs, um, and I press flowers, which is amazing. And I don't have a method. My, my friend who's like a witchy friend, she got this awesome kit from Etsy, I think. And it's a pressed flower kit. And it's, so you can like do it perfectly. I go get the flowers. I dry them out for a little bit on paper towel and I squish them in wax paper in a book and you know put it under pressure and hope for the best I don't have <laughs> a a fancy kit or a special method but I will get flowers that I dry out um, or herbs that I dry out to use in the spell and then I will modge podge them in the pressed versions or sometimes crumble them and modge podge them into the book uh, which you can see in the there's a dream divination pillow spell it actually has um chamomile crushed into the book um and uh that's another one of the flowers I have it open here yeah I'm uh, so excited I, for everyone to see these yeah. these pages yeah, they really are, they are beautiful but also like helpful there's like good information on these I think so there's a there's a lot of information it's just because I won't remember all this stuff right um, yes. who would 
Yeah, exactly. But when you're mod podging these pressed flowers and the glue has to dry and I'm not very patient. So I do uh, get a little bit caught up in, in um, a few hours of work sometimes. Also, I like to burn the edges of my paper. Uh, and it just gives it that look like that kind of like old timey look. Now I will say, do it in a well-ventilated area <laughs> and have a little like dish. I have like a ramekin of water so you can dip the edges of the pages in and so that they don't light up in flames. Uh, the first time that I did it, I did not do it in a well-ventilated area and I certainly, uh, <laughs> I suffered. So that's my, that's my advice. That's my disclaimer for you so that you don't get in trouble. Hmm. Uh, so burning the edges of the paper takes time, but it really gives it a cool aesthetic. And I'm, I'm really liking it. I've tried tea dyeing things. Not good at that. Yeah. I, I like the burnt edges. It looks really cool. Yeah. It's a little bit, um, I don't know. It's, it's a little bit more like authentic. Like I did that. Like I feel very connected to fire. So I feel very connected to the pages that I burn <laughs> for some reason. Another thing I found was uh, PDFs of printable tarot cards. Ooh, so yes. if you use a tarot card in your spell, which I do actually, I often will use them to like fan the smoke. Uh, something that would correspond with what I'm doing. I'm very, very big into that. Tarot was kind of like my real big introduction into witchcraft. And I think that was a lot of 90s girls. It was like, we watched the craft and got a tarot deck and that was it. We decided. Accurate. Yeah, you too. 100% <laughs> nice. accurate statement. Yeah. I, like, I can't decide if I want to be like Nancy or, or Raquel. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, so I found printable ones that I can color in, printable ones that are in color. I'm right now getting a little bit into ancient grimoires and some of the talismans for protection that I've learned, I will actually draw them on the page before I put the paper down. So you can't see them, but they're underneath the paper that I'm adding to the book with the spell. So it's some sort of like added protection to my book. I was going to ask, do you have any, you know, witchcraft ways that you sort of dedicate and prep the book yeah that would be one one thing charming things kind of like secretly um using things from that spell so like for instance the herbs or the flowers uh but also sometimes the ashes from you know whatever I'm burning I'll use into the spell or into the grimoire sorry so oftentimes I try to take a little element of whatever I've just done and put it in there. And then for um, like my elemental page for earth, I used flower correspondences um, and kind of charmed those as well. And I do occasionally do a little protection on them. Like I had somebody coming to dog sit for me. Uh, while I was away and uh, I, I charmed my books for protection because I didn't want her to find them. <laughs> so yeah, that would be probably the biggest thing is using the the correspondences that I used in the spell. I, I just feel it kind of gives that energy in there, like it retains the energy. Um, and putting kind of secret secret charms and secret talismans in there. Yeah, I I like that. I do that with my supplies as well because we have um my husband has a cousin who has a daughter so I don't know what that makes her to me <laughs> but 
She is 13, almost 14, and has started down the witchcraft path, started with a tarot deck two years ago, and it's been full steam ahead ever since. And they come over to our house a couple of times a year, and she like beelines for my witchcraft collection, like all the books and stuff, which is great and wonderful. And I have so much stuff that's like open to her, but there is stuff that's like baneful magic that I think is like a little too advanced for her. And I like put a bunch of like, I put them away so she can't find them, but I also like put protections on them and like, don't, you know, if you sort of come in this direction, you feel like turning around and going the other way. So she doesn't find all of those things to get into. Oh my goodness. I don't blame you. Isn't that funny? Tarot is like the gateway drug of witchcraft. It really is. (laughs) It's like, come on in. Everything else will be fun too. (laughs) It's so true. Yeah, it's strange. Some things never change. I've also, I've been on Etsy a lot and there are printable grimoire pages for people who don't want to put four hours into a page or maybe this is just not their thing like this would not be true and authentic to you um and maybe what you want to do is have that perfect aesthetic that you're seeing and you're perfectly happy getting someone else's page for etsy they are very affordable and they're beautiful i mean they're gorgeous um and if you read through the information first which i obviously highly recommend that Uh, There's some good information in there. It's inexpensive because you're printing them yourself. So to actually buy the document um, is is really inexpensive. And then you're also supporting like an independent small business seller or designer, which I think is is really cool. So if folks don't want to put something together and they do want that perfect aesthetic, I honestly think that's fine because that's what's authentic to you. But if you go through Etsy to get that, you're you know you're supporting a small independent seller. So I would check out Etsy if my way is not your way. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good tip too. I agree with that. (laughs) Finding somebody else to do that sort of work and then still get the end result that you're looking for. Because it's all about, you know, whatever connects you to your practice and makes you want to use it and like come back and reference the information and, and put it to use. And if that means that you get it off of Etsy and put it together that way, then I think that's fine too. Oh, absolutely. And some of the information that uh, I'm putting in my book, I mean, I'm basically taking it out of some different books that I'm reading, like basically verbatim, to be honest, because I want the information verbatim. So I'm still ripping off other things and, you know, using things from other books. I'm not here coming up with everything on my own why reinvent the wheel right like work smarter not harder <laughs> so, oh, you know, absolutely like I just, yeah I just bought um botanical curses and poisons it's well, like, I've heard good things about that super cool so now I have like this access to this information about other plants that it's very like specific and historical as well which is so cool And I'm going to, like, I'm going to write down exactly what's in that book because I want it to be accurate. So we all kind of copy things, I guess. So there's nothing wrong with taking a a complete and total grimoire page if somebody is offering it for sale, you know. Um, And I have found a lot of PDF documents of of grimoires, like old historical grimoires, um, because they're, I mean, they're hard to find in print. And when you do they're expensive. So I have found some and I can get them in a PDF version 
and basically like take exactly what's on there and put it in my grimoire. I'm not replicating it, like pirating it. Um, as long as you're not selling anything or marketing anything with it, it's fine. And I put it in my grimoire. Yeah, they, the, I, I have seen those. They are very expensive because they have like a couple at like the witchcraft shops by me to, they're, they're basically on display. I mean, I think they're for sale, but I also think they're like $800 and yeah. I'm not going to buy one. Even the reprints, like they're, they're expensive. And the thing is like, they're difficult to read. Yes. So you would want to spend that money on something that you're like, oh, this is going to be like hard to read. Not really. Yeah, completely, completely agree with that. So do you have any advice that you could offer? I mean, I know you already talked about keeping water near you when you're burning the pages in a well-ventilated area, but any advice for somebody that is getting started creating their grimoires that you wish you knew when you started? Um, that there's no rules and a big part of, you know, um, practice that is about nature and spirituality and energy uh, and connecting just with, you know, the universe and the ether is that it's all around you. And so when you're out there looking for inspiration and looking for supplies, go into it with that mindset. I never, when I was growing up would have thought that I could pick a flower, press it and put it in the book. It would have never even occurred to me. Uh, there's so many things around you that if you just look at them in a different way, they can be part of your book. And if you connect with them, it's such an amazing thing to include. And then I guess also, if you don't like what you've started, don't feel like you have to commit to it. Like I have three pretty like ugly looking grimoires with great information, um, but they're not, they're not nice looking, which is okay, but I didn't feel connected to them. I didn't feel like they were me. And this one really feels like when I look at it, I'm like, okay, yeah. Like I can almost be taken back to that memory. So you know, we all make mistakes or we all do things that we don't like. And I think when we're putting something together like this, we might feel that way. Oh man, I made a huge mistake. This looks awful. Great. Learn from it. Abandon it, you know, make it better and move on. Well, that's very, very good advice. Cause I, you know, struggle with that too, that I'm like, oh, if it's not good enough, I just don't want to do it at all, which is not a good mindset. <laughs> I know that. Well, maybe you will like test out a couple little crafty things. I, you know what? Pressing your own flowers and herbs in a book with wax paper, like uh, an amateur like me and putting them into your grimoire with Mod Podge or glue or whatever is really easy. No, I think I'm going to, I'm going to try it because I have a really thick planner for this year, like witchy planner. And there are a lot of pages where I could add something like that. So I think I'm going to try it. Try something. Uh, I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> I used them to make bookmarks this year for Christmas gifts. Ooh, nice. Pretty. Yeah. Um, so I press flowers. I make my own bookmarks. It's another little craft that I do. And I uh, I put them on the bookmarks and they were a huge hit. I've made, I've Mod Podge them to glass to make like candle holders. And there's lots of uh, really cool things that you can do with pressed herbs and dried herbs. Oh, yeah. Well, Stacey, thank you so much for being here today and sharing all about your handcrafted grimoires. It's so much fun to talk about this topic. Oh, this is so awesome. Thank you for inviting me. I absolutely love your podcast. I am a diehard, won't miss it weekly listener. 
Um, I think you're doing a fantastic job of, you know, helping to educate people about the craft and in a really like open-minded and um, accepting space, which I think is super important. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. And listeners, like I said, I am going to have the pictures of these beautiful pages over at whichwednesdays.com so you can get some ideas and see exactly what we are talking about. The the flowers are there and everything. So the the burnt edges, you're going to love it. That is everything that I have for you this week. I will see you in the next one. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Need even more? Subscribe to Patreon and YouTube for exclusive bonus content. Order a themed witchcraft box every month through Witch Wednesdays on Etsy. Be sure to follow on Instagram at Witch Wednesdays Podcast. Find all these links and more at witchwednesdays.com.